It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 127, King Solomon and the Lord's Reign Now that King Solomon is at his apex, or highest moment, and Israel rules supreme in the world, we've got to pause and consider this moment and what it represents. King Solomon is a type and shadow of the Lord's reign on earth at the end of the age. For this reason, in this episode, we're going to shift gears a bit and talk about the end of the age and the Lord's reign. The study of end times is called eschatology, and generally speaking, it's more of a, a studious reflection upon the truths of the Bible and applying understandings of God's nature with the possibilities and potential interpretations of the book of Revelation and other end times scriptures. I did that pause for effect and overemphasize the word potential to make it clear that the study of end times is a studious reflection. Let me explain. The end of the age, to me, is like God's one million piece puzzle, which will never be figured out completely until it comes to fruition. Sure, we can do our best, but its true fulfillment will be a mystery until it occurs. The prophecies and the revelation of John are truth, and they will occur but never the way we expect them to. Once we think we have figured God out, He seems to change the way He fulfills His own word. So it's ridiculous, but fun, to study and theorize on how God will fulfill His promises at the end of the age. The rapture, the timing of the rapture, the great tribulation, the judgments, the Antichrist or man of perdition, Armageddon, the millennium reign, the great throne judgment, the new Jerusalem, and the Lord's reign. I mean, it's fun to talk about Revelation. Where else can you find this kind of scale? Worldwide wars, conquest, famines, asteroids, microbiological contaminants, worldwide earthquakes, and angelic warfare. So it's a really fascinating book of the Bible and one to study. I know someone whose favorite book is the book of Revelation because she loves puzzles and it's God's great impossible puzzle. After all the judgments and craziness, the devil is defeated once at Armageddon, another time after the millennium reign, and when at the very end of the age, the Lord reigns from what is called the mountain of God. Before Solomon begins his downhill slide, in this episode we parallel the very end of the Bible and the Lord's reign with Solomon's reign on earth. The book of Revelation is the most difficult book in the entire Bible to understand. To be honest, I'm baffled by the book, but I love to hear teachings on it to hear brilliant people try to put together meanings in the mysterious end of the world. 
Of these teachings, the teachings I enjoy the most are the ones that incorporate the types and shadows of the end of the age. It's these teachings that give us an entire picture of the things to come. In the words of Solomon, there's nothing new under the sun, and God has hidden his types and shadows and pictures of things to come. One of these is the mysterious harpazo, or rapture. Some believe the end of the world starts with this event. Others believe it occurs later. Eschatology and different divisions of it have their variations of the time of the rapture, which is where the believers in Jesus are mysteriously taken to heaven, leaving only the unbelievers on earth to face God's wrath. There are varying opinions and groups based upon the timing of the rapture. There is pre-trib, which places the rapture prior to the judgments of God on the world. There is mid-trib, which places the rapture during the judgments of God and post-trib after the tribulation or judgments of God. The most common interpretations of the rapture is pre-trib, which places the rapture just prior to the tribulation and judgments of God. And the reasons are that it's God's nature to pull his people out prior to this time of judgment like in the days of Noah and Lot. This understanding comes from knowing the nature of God and what he has done in biblical history. The tribulations will be so horrible and so full of death and destruction, it is only practical to see God pull out his people prior to this judgment, for this is the nature of God to protect and provide an escape for his chosen ones. This theory of revelation is best understood by watching or reading the Left Behind book series which begins with the rapture, and those who are left behind are the characters in the book series. Regarding your time and belief of when the rapture occurs, what occurs after the horrible judgments of God in the rapture is a gigantic battle of Armageddon, where the devil is bound in chains and thrown into hell. At this point, the millennium reign occurs, which ends when Satan is bound again and forever thrown in the lake of fire, followed by the great white throne judgment, we spoke of before, and the new Jerusalem coming down to earth and the Lord's reign occurring. In addition, prior to the new Jerusalem's coming down from heaven, according to Second Peter 3.10, the heavens will disappear with the roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Prior to this, at the end of God's judgment on earth is a gigantic earthquake, that is so strong, the islands are no more and the mountaintops are leveled. I mean, this earthquake will be so strong, the planet will be shaken to its core, and the planet will no longer look the same and will be laid bare. In this place of complete restart, there will be what is considered a new heaven and a new earth. And at this point, and the Bible says a new Jerusalem will come down from heaven that is so large from the highest peak, the new Jerusalem... The Lord will reign at the highest place on earth, even higher than the peaks in Nepal, and elsewhere, for they have been leveled. Isaiah 2 and Micah 4 speak of the mountain of the Lord, which is the time period of the Lord's reign on earth. Micah 4 In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and peoples will stream to it. Many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. 
He will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid, for the Lord Almighty has spoken. Doesn't that sound like heaven on earth? Literally heaven on earth. Doesn't it sound like Solomon's time? Everyone wanted to go and see the king in his ways and his wisdom. He was a righteous judge in wisdom. There was peace in the land, and no warfare, and wealth and prosperity was astounding, and there was no fear of injustice or harm. Yet we read this, and if we quote Jesus from the last episode, the people came to see Solomon, but something greater than Solomon was here. For a picture of the Lord reigning on earth, we have Solomon, but there is more. The end of the Bible speaks more on the mountain of the Lord, the Lord's reign, and the new Jerusalem. To arrive at this scene, we've got to understand the great white throne judgment has already occurred, and the devil and his friends have been judged. There was no more significant mountain ranges. No longer did the highest mountains rise out of Nepal. Instead, in the place of Israel comes down a new city, a new Jerusalem, so large that it encompasses the land territory of Solomon's kingdom and more, built upon a mountain which rose to be the highest peak on the planet. The Bible ends with Revelation 21 and 22. Instead of giving any more explanations or commentary, let's just read it for itself. And as we cover part of these two chapters, try to picture heaven and what it's like, for it will be our dwelling place with God for ages. Revelation 21 Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there, there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne say, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them, and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost, from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Then one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls full of the last plagues, came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and with twelve angels at the gates. So that's pretty wild, huh? In the next part, 
John goes on to describe the walls and the dimensions of the New Jerusalem. And the walls are just outrageous because there's all these gems and layers and gems. And he goes on to say that the entire city was gold. And then we fast forward to the end of chapter 21. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold and as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city will not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. There will be no need for the light of the lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. To conclude this episode, a message to kings. As Solomon was, greater than Solomon is here. From the mountaintop of Jerusalem, Solomon reigned in splendor, while the Lord will reign in majesty. From the mountaintop of Jerusalem, Solomon reigned in a palace with his hordes of gold and gold shields, while the Lord will walk with you and me on the solid streets of gold. From the mountaintop of Jerusalem, Solomon will serve the abundance of the nations on silver plates, while the Lord will eat with you and me from the tree of life. Solomon reigned with power and honor, wealth and splendor, but the Lord will reign in all power, in all honor, in all wealth, and all splendor. All the leaders of the nations desire to learn the wisdom of Solomon while all the peoples of the nations will flock to the banner of our Lord and worship Him. Solomon proved to be the most powerful of all kings up to his age in history, but something greater than Solomon is here. For the Lord will reign from His holy mountain as supreme over all principalities and powers and nations. And while Solomon's star will fade quickly from this point, the brightness of the Lord will shine forever. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Feel free to visit the website, messagetokings.com, share the Facebook page, or if you want to chat, email us at messagetokings 
at gmail.com.